It's an honor for me to be joined tonight by Laura Schleifer, Program Chair at Connecticut-based human rights organization Promoting Enduring Peace. Welcome to Mic Check, Laura. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really excited to speak to a Connecticut audience about the work we're doing. Yes, thank you so much for for joining me tonight. And yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, Laura, I, I wanted to to know first if you could give a brief overview for our listeners of the mission and the work of promoting enduring peace, as well as your role within the organization. Right. So promoting enduring peace is a very um, old historic peace organization um, within the U.S., and it actually started at the height of the Cold War in 1960. And basically, the idea behind it was to um, really counteract this, uh, you know, militarism, warmongering, you know, this um, buildup to the U.S. as an imperial force in the world, and this idea of the um, Soviet Union as the enemy, and, you know, to really push back against that. And uh, one of their original missions was actually to build solidarity and communication between anti-war and anti-imperialist activists within the U.S., and also those types of activists within the Soviet Union. And so they would actually um, organize events to bring those two groups together. Um, They had something that they were very famous for, where they would have these like um, river cruises where uh, the two groups would be on a ship for like a week, um, you know, on the river or at sea. And um, they, you know, they'd have to kind of sort out their differences if they arose because they'd be in the middle of the water. so that, you know, that really kind of like uh, was, um, you know, one of the first things that they did. And they were very active um, through the decades, obviously hugely active um, as an anti-war force uh, during the Vietnam War. Um, and of course, you know, against the more recent wars, um, imperialist wars that the U.S. has uh, waged. Um, So they've been around for a long time, and um, they're also very uh, well-known for an award they give out called the Gandhi Peace Award, and that award has been given to everyone from, um, actually, it was given to Martin Luther King Jr., but he was assassinated before he even had a chance to pick it up. Um, So, you know, that's horrifying, but they gave it to, they did award him. Uh, they awarded, they gave it to Cesar Chavez. They gave it to, um, Omar Barghouti, who is the founder of the Palestinian boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement. Uh, they gave it to, um, Eleanor Roosevelt, to peace activist, uh, Kathy Kelly. You know, so they've given it to many, many different, um, very big, influential, uh, figures and organizations, um, throughout the last uh, six decades um, in the peace movement and, and struggling for peace and justice. So that's promoting enduring peace. Um, and more recently, uh, you know, promoting enduring peace was very big in, of course, the anti-war and anti-nuclear movements. Um, but from there, they expanded 
expanded their focus and they realized that there is a very big connection between these issues of war, imperialism, militarism, um, and the climate crisis and the ecological crisis more broadly. And so uh, they decided that they were going to uh, make that their combined mission. And their slogan is actually, and I love this, uh, peace on earth, peace with earth. So really encapsulating um, that dual mission and the interconnected nature of those two issues. And, um, you know, their name as well really says it all, promoting enduring peace. So not just, you know, anti a specific war or, you know, resistance to a specific policy, but really building the conditions for what it would take to build everlasting peace in the world, which obviously we cannot have without justice. Um, so that's promoting enduring peace uh, in a nutshell. And I joined the organization just last year. So I'm pretty new, especially for such an uh, very, you know, an organization with such a long history. And um, I have started working with them as a program chair as of this year. And so I am working with them to uh, basically kind of organize different events, different campaigns. Um, for example, something that uh, is in the works is a conference um, that talks about the issue of immigration, um, which obviously is a big hotbed issue in this country at this time, but how the roots of that uh, come from war imperialism, you know, U.S. imperialism in the countries where uh, people are having to flee in many cases and, um, you know, come as refugees, and also um, how that connects with the climate crisis, because a lot of them are climate refugees. Uh, so that um, is something that is uh, coming up in the future. Um, of course, I'm going to be working with them on the Gandhi Peace Award that we are working on at the moment. Um, and I'm also working with them on a campaign for a Palestinian activist in um, who is from Gaza, who is uh, getting eye surgery in Egypt. And so we are doing a campaign right now to support him to be able to do that. So um, those are a few of the things that I have been doing with Promoting Enduring Peace. And then, of course, um, you know, working with them on these uh, ongoing rallies to support Palestine and specifically to demand that the United States government and our so-called representatives stop taking our tax dollars and funding the Israeli uh, illegal, in violation of international law, illegal um, occupation, control, and apartheid on Palestinian land um, you know, that we are using U.S. tax dollars to fund that, um, to provide weapons for that. So I've been working with them a lot on that and on um, getting the word out about that as well. So those are a few things um, just to kind of give you a, a broad overview of the organization and some of the stuff that I've been working with them on so far. Thank you so much for that important background and uh, and context. Laura, and bouncing off of what you just said, in terms of the, the Palestine work and these rallies, uh, there was actually just three hours ago a one such rally for Palestine uh, in Middletown, Connecticut, uh, about an hour from this radio station. 
Uh, I know that Promoting Enduring Peace and a coalition of other groups took part in organizing and holding this rally that took place in Middletown uh, just a couple hours ago. Like I said, can you can you talk a little bit about the coalition that was involved uh, with today's rally? And then um, just a little bit more background on specifically um, why this rally. And because I know, I, I believe it was the, the second rally in Middletown that Promoting Enduring Peace mm-hmm. was involved with in the past month or the past couple of weeks. Right. So, um, right. yeah, just, a, uh, the, you know, a little bit about the coalition of groups involved and then, you know, just a little bit more on, on the why. Yeah. So um, there were a number of groups that were involved in um, sponsoring the rally today. So one of them, of course, was promoting Enduring Peace. Um, And another was the organization that actually I co-founded, which I'm going to be speaking out um, about a little bit more later on, which is called Plant the Land Team. And we are a vegan, um, plant-based food justice team in Gaza. Um, And then uh, we had a few other organizations that were co-sponsoring for today. Um, And so uh, one of them was actually the Middle East Crisis Committee, which... um, actually was founded by Stanley Heller, and um, he also works uh, with Promoting Enduring Peace, and they work on a lot of different issues um, dealing with that part of the world. Uh, We have Jewish Voice for Peace uh, from New Haven, and they are a um, really wonderful um, Jewish anti-Zionist, so for people who um, are not that familiar with this issue. So Zionism is basically the ideology Um, behind the idea that the Jewish people have a right to take the land in um, historic Palestine and turn it into their own nation state of Israel. Uh, So Jewish Voice for Peace is an anti-Zionist organization of Jewish people who are in solidarity with Palestinians, um, who are for decolonization of that land and to stand more generally um, you know, for peace and racial justice and social justice. Um, and then we also have the Bristol Anti-Racism Brigade and Bristol Advocates for Marginalized Families. Um, so those are organizations that are working for uh, racial justice and um, class equality in Bristol uh, locally. Uh, we have Workers' Voice. Um, and, uh, then we also have, um, Wesleyan Students for Justice in Palestine and, um, you know, they're a student organization that, uh, there's a lot of students for justice in Palestine organizations at universities all over the country. Uh, this one is at Wesleyan, which is of course right in Middletown. And then we have an organization called We Refuse to Be Enemies and, um, they do specifically focus on Palestine and basically kind of the uh, framing of how this issue is presented to uh, people in the U.S. of this idea of, um, you know, Palestinians being the enemy, Palestinians being terrorists, Palestinians being, you know, and, uh, and, and what a lie that is, and that they are not by any means the enemy of the U.S. people. So 
Um, that's basically some of the uh, organizations that were involved. And as for why we've been holding all of these rallies lately, I mean, there are a lot of reasons, uh, because as I said, you know, it's always relevant to hold um, rallies in support of Palestine in the U.S. because U.S. is uh, funding the Israeli occupation and control of Palestine, funding the Israeli military, providing them with the weapons to make them the fourth largest military in the world, um, attacking and controlling um, and literally uh, forcing Palestinians to live under military occupation um, for my goodness, how many decades now? Seven decades? Eight? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, depending on your, your definition, but I mean, we're talking like six, seven, eight decades going back. Um, but we've been funding them since 1967. Um, and uh, this year alone, we are giving them $4.8 billion to um, control and militarily occupy Palestinian land. So uh, that's always, you know, an ongoing thing. And we are certainly calling on our, um, you know, those that claim to be our representatives to stop funneling our money into that. But also, um, more specifically to this exact moment, um, so things have really been um, becoming, you know, even more violent than the usual status quo of ongoing systemic violence that the Israelis are inflicting upon the Palestinians. Uh, they recently killed um, an American journalist, um, Shireen Abdul-Apler, and she uh, was killed in the West Bank by the um, occupying Israeli military. And then uh, they were bombing Gaza, and they killed, um, I would have to look up the exact numbers of how many people. I know they killed 47 children. Um, just in a couple of days. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's, and then there have been like military incursions, Israeli military incursions into Janine refugee camp um, in the West Bank. And for, you know, people are wondering why is there a refugee camp um, in the middle of uh, Israeli occupied Palestine? Um, that is Palestinians in refugee camps in their own land because they were pushed out by the Israelis uh, decades ago. And so they are living as permanent refugees in their own land. So basically things have been really um, heating up quite a bit there. And uh, so we um, have been trying to draw attention to exactly what is going on in that part of the world, which most you know, people in the U.S. have absolutely no idea uh, that any of this is going on. And meanwhile, as usual, with so many things that the U.S. government is behind, you know, we are funding it. We are arming it. We are really, um, you know, this giant power behind Israel that is empowering Israel, um, enabling is too even soft a word. I mean, it's like we're really um, making it possible for Israel to continue to commit these human rights crimes on our dime. Thank you so much for that, Laura. And for for all of that background, the, the historical context and and uh, the, the information on the coalition as well, the, the different groups that have come together, 
the past few weeks to, like you said, co-sponsor these rallies in Middletown right here in Connecticut. And Laura, you know, I wanted to circle back to the other organization that you're, you're here to talk about your work with here tonight, which is Plant the Land Team Gaza. Or am I, I don't know if I'm putting the emphasis on the wrong words there, but um, I was wondering if you could, if you could give uh, a little bit of background on, on the mission and work of that organization and, and your specific role as well. Uh, well, I know you're a co-founder and, and an organizer, but um, yeah, I was wondering if you could speak a little bit more now about Plant the Land Team Gaza. Yes. Um, so Plant the Land Team uh, is a food sovereignty, food justice, and specifically plant-based um, or vegan food uh, team in Gaza. And we also do all kinds of community projects and programs for children and um, all kinds of different things. I mean, everything from uh, building water wells, providing medicine to people who need it. Um, and, you know, we're actually called, uh, I should mention also school supplies, heaters in the winter, um, you know, all kinds of things that people need. Uh, blankets, you know, winter coats, because it does get quite cold there. A lot of people are not aware of this. I was not aware of this before I went to that part of the world, but um, actually it does get cold in the winter. So we do all kinds of things. Um, we take directives from the community. So they tell us what they need, and then we work to make it happen for them. Um, now, this is, of course, extremely uh, important specifically for Gaza because um, Israel has been imposing uh, very brutal sanctions on Gaza for the last 15 years. And um, basically, they are controlling what gets in and out of Gaza. Um, Gazan people cannot even enter and exit their own land because they are surrounded by the Israeli military. And they, Israel is deliberately preventing them from being able to access the basic necessities of life, um, even calculating literally how many calories of food um, can enter Gaza. And um, I mean, they've literally said things like, oh, we're going to put Gaza on a diet. So they're deliberately starving them. Um, and they actually... Uh, calculate those calories so that they are just over the internationally defined um, minimum for starvation. So they're just over there. Um, so they're not technically starving them, but they are really starving them. So uh, Gazans are in enormous need of food. And um, actually, Part of the reason why we're called Plant the Land is because in addition to providing emergency food aid where we just buy and distribute food, the team uh, distributes the food, but um, also uh, planting food. And that really is a longer term goal of making Gaza more food sovereign so that Israel does not have the power to uh, prevent them from having access to food. So uh, the team has been planting um, all kinds of, you know, olive trees and orange trees and lemon trees and, you know, all kinds of fruits and vegetables. And um, they also provide farmers with 
seeds and tools and are now working to um, collaborate with farmers so that, um, you know, they can all uh, get together and kind of um, pool their resources so that they um, can produce what the community needs and, and coordinate their efforts. Um, so, you know, we've been doing all kinds of things like that uh, to make Gaza more food sovereign. And, um, you know, we're really kind of uh, trying to connect this to other mutual aid efforts in the world, to other um, work that's being done towards decolonization, um, towards, you know, community-based solutions, food sovereignty, um, all of those things. And uh, we also, um, you know, as I mentioned before, we do programs for children. We have something uh, that we're planning that's going to be coming up soon where we're actually going to be organizing a football match with um, different teams of Palestinian children. So, you know, things to feed the soul as well as the, um, the stomach. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, you know, more education arts programs probably in the future as well. So these are all things that we're kind of looking for in the, in the longer term. Um, but obviously a lot of our work is, um, you know, also just meeting like really immediate needs. We've provided food to thousands of people um, at this stage, thousands of families. And um, we also, um, I should mention the reason why we decided to make it vegan um, and plant-based for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, because we do um, also stand for, you know, what's best for the ecology, um, for climate. Um, you know, there's high awareness of animal agriculture's impact on those issues. Uh, we stand for justice and liberation for everyone, including non-human animals. And actually, um, I am very involved in the vegan movement as well. And this was uh, my way of kind of bringing these two movements together where vegans would be able to help Gaza um, and provide food to Gaza in a way that aligns with um, the vegan philosophy of um, liberation for non-human animals um, as well as humans. And um, yeah, so we are involved in a lot of different things. And um, we've been around for a mm, few years now, I think about five years. And uh, we're just going to be working towards more of that in the future. That's awesome. That's, wow, that sounds like you're, you've all been doing some really incredible work with Plant the Land team in Gaza. And uh, so thank you so much for, for sharing all of that, Laura. And we are running out of time. That really flew oh. by pretty fast. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, so what, I guess, you know, I think the best way to do it is um, because at 6 p.m., the next program, which is the Ralph Nader Radio Hour, is going to oh. uh, start basically immediately um, at 6 p.m. Uh -huh. So it's going to automatically automatically click over. And so any mid, any conversation will be cut off at that point. Um, and okay. so so I'm going to just, um, you know, say, of course, you know, up, up next uh, will be the Ralph Nader Radio Hour, followed by Cool Blues and Rare Records with Al Bell. So... Everyone, please stay tuned uh, to WPKN 89.5 FM in Bridgeport for all of that good stuff coming up next. And um, Laura Schleifer, 
program chair of Connecticut-based human rights organization Promoting Enduring Peace and co-founder of Plant the Land Team Gaza. Um, thank you so much for uh, for all the work that you're doing and for being on the show. And since we do have a couple minutes left, I figured um, I wanted you to have the final word, Laura. So the la- for the last, you know, for the closing here, it's basically a two-parter. So number one, and I know, of course, it's like, you know, these are deep questions, but um, right. <laughs> in the next, you know, two minutes um, for this two-parter, um, you know, uh, the first part being, you know, we are in Hispanic Heritage Month right now. And mm. as a community organizer and an activist yourself, uh, I was wondering how, how you define solidarity and what motiv- what it motivated originally. And I guess what motivates you more generally um, to to live and work in solidarity with with others and how you how you see and understand um, the meanings of solidarity and the, and 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 the ways in which different and maybe all liberation struggles are connected. Uh, and yeah. then, and then after that, if you could just, uh, you know, uh, tell our listeners how they can learn more about promoting enduring peace and plant the land team Gaza. Wonderful. I'm super, uh, thrilled that you asked me those questions, um, at the end with the bit of time we have left because, um, yeah, I, I really want to stress that, um, you know, what, uh, Latin or Latinx people are going through um, and really indigenous people of that land, um, of of this land, um, you know, what they are going through is very connected to what Palestinians are going through and what all people's struggles are all over the world. Um, You know, because at the end of the day, it's these same root issues of uh, colonialism, imperialism, militarism, and of course, capitalism that is really at the root of all of this. And I would also say just more generally, domination and hierarchy. Um, So, I mean, that's like a very broad, but like, for example, if I want to get more specific, um, you know, we're talking about U.S. foreign policy, right? U.S. foreign policy. Now I'm talking about right now, of course, I could give a long historical view, but speaking about just in this exact moment, uh, U.S. foreign policy, right? We're funding um, Israel's oppression of Palestinians, but we are also funding with U.S. tax dollars um, the oppression of Latin America. So um, that means, you know, uh, funding things like arming and training dictators and death squads and overthrowing um, leaders, democratically leaders, uh, elected leaders of those countries and installing these U.S. puppet dictators that were trained by the CIA, um, which is really um, you know, a lot of what's fueling this um, immigration issue where people are being forced to have to flee is because of all of this U.S. foreign uh, intervention in their home countries. And why are we doing this? Well, we're doing this for the very same corporations that are um oppressing people here that are oppressing people internationally that want to exploit the land and the labor um, of Latin America um, and the Caribbean. Um, This is the same issue that's coming up over and over and over again. So, and I can also say even more directly, you know, where Israel is concerned. Um, For example, there's an Israeli company that is actually 
um, involved with uh, building the um, surveillance on the border uh, between uh, the U.S. and Mexico. Um, there are Israeli soldiers that are um, going to uh, Latin America. I think it was Venezuela they were in. Um, you know, so there's like a very, very direct connection there between the oppression of Latin Americans and what is going on in Palestine. 